0: Greetings! Welcome back to the Cape Lead Revolution. This is Chachi, and this is uh, this is a, a pretty fun um, experiment that I've done. as I'm building out some classes for certain amounts of people, and and you know when I end up discussing people, what I do when I teach or, or when I it's like when I go around and talk to people, what what the Cape system is or what my study of expectations has become, and, and what this has you know evolved and, and morphed into. At the end of the day, I guess I train people on communication. You, you know, for me, it's been I train people on humanity, right, and how to be better humans. But how do I go about doing that? Is through our understanding of communication. And then why do I do that? Is because we're just so imperfect with it. And, and you've probably heard me say this on previous podcasts. Is when I think of us communicating, I tend to think in terms of like we just throw words at each other like if we have a whole bunch of words just sitting around in a bucket, we, we're going to communicate with somebody. We we just put our hand in, we grab a handful of words and we just throw them at somebody. And that's how we do our communication. We throw words via text. We throw words uh, via email. Um, you know, uh, Lord knows we just throw words at each other on Twitter. But as as we go through this, like we really need to be more deliberate with our words and and like i I, I keep trying to highlight this and emphasize this and i keep trying to find colorful ways to express this point and to show them like how 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 vitally important this is and and this, this goes back to the phrase that one of my favorite bosses uh just recently retired colonel steve hodge it's just super simple he's like chachi words is important And you've probably heard me say that dozens, if not hundreds of times on this podcast before, but day in, day out, that proves itself to be true. And if that, if the way I said that drives you crazy, you're only justifying my point even more. So, so this, this, you know, entitled, you know, words is important is, is probably a carry on over, of a, you know, kind of an amalgamation of a couple podcasts I've done before, but you know, it, it really number one, it really takes a relook. Uh, number two, I've got a couple different examples. And then number three, I, I saw something on social media the other day that just cracked me up, which again, which I hadn't heard up until like the last month or so. And then I kept seeing it time and time again, and just seemed like that was the universe telling me that I needed to do a podcast about it. So the so the first part is, and, and I could go on and on and on about, about all these words and phrases, but I, I just, I, I brought up some words that are near synonyms, but again, if you've listened to this for any amount of time, synonyms do not exist. Absolutely do not exist. If two words meant the same thing, there would only be one damn word for it, right? Because, you know, the way that they they describe probably the same thing, but more than likely they describe it to different levels. Or I think more specifically, not to different levels, but one could be positively skewed and one could be negatively skewed. So... One of, one of my uh, primary examples of that is enemy versus opponent, right? If, if you're getting in, in the ring and you're doing MMA, whether you're Muay Thai, whether you're boxer, jujitsu, anything, the person uh, across the ring or octagon from you, right, are they your enemy or are they your opponent, And the reason I I start with this one is because depending on on your understanding or depending on the context, this could be used, right, in 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 various levels of understanding, or one of these could be more positively or negatively skewed depending on your interpretation. But the problem with human communication is you don't get to dictate how I determine these words are going to be used. You don't get to determine the value system that I apply in understanding these words, and, and the the kicker is like, you're never going to fix it unless you can build a shared and common vernacular where you are very specific and very deliberate in the words that you use where everyone has agreed to the same meaning. And, um, you know, that, that was the beauty of the job that I did in the military calling in airstrikes. And again, not necessarily airstrikes, but the military in general has... Uh, a joint publication that just focuses on words and terminology and we have these things like pro words and these pro words are simple words that that we can say with exact meaning and the example that i've used in my podcast before is you know there are three different ways and especially in 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 my realm for calling in airstrikes there's there's three different ways of saying i see it but the it varies in all three of these words So if we want to say, I see the thing I see more deliberately or specifically, I see the specified reference point, we say contact. If we say, I see a a friendly or, or good guy or at a bare minimum, not bad guy location, we can say, Hey, I'm visual. Or if we see the enemy, if we see the target, we can say tally. So contact, visual, tally are three different ways of saying, I see it. But very specific, very deliberate, used for for the right sense, right? And uh, so, like, if if a pilot's coming in and he's 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 getting getting ready to uh, to drop the bombs, and he's like, boom, he's like, I am visual target, like, ooh, that that just makes me feel bad because visual is meant to, to identify friendly locations. And so, so that in and of itself, that word used in a bad phrase stops the conversation. Like we will abort that run. We will come back around have them reset. But again, just to make sure we're, we're absolutely deliberate with our words. And again, the deliberate nature is what I want us to focus on. And again, if there's any confusion, if there's any assumption, if there's any ish to any of this, this is where, where things get screwed up. You know, one of the examples that I use in, in my teaching is a clip from the movie, The Breakup. And there's there's a very, very famous clip where Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn are fighting about family and Jennifer Aniston calls Vince Vaughn's brother a pervert and all his stuff. And then Vince has a very, starts off a very uh, a very famous quote about what he says to describe Jennifer Aniston's sister. But prior to that, like the the, the main fight that really kicks off the, the breakup of in the movie, the breakup is they're having a fight over a a dinner party. And Jennifer Aniston says, you know, Hey, I, I I asked you to pick up 12, um, lemons and you, you only picked up three. And, you know, I, I would say that Jennifer Aniston is absolutely more right than wrong, you know, but, but she, she, she put that together. And again, like he probably heard a lot. He didn't know that she would need specifically 12, lemons like there's no reason for really anybody to to need 12 lemons of anything unless you're making lemonade and that's probably not the case so I could understand where he would incorrectly so assume something different like hey she just needs a bunch of lemons and maybe the bunch meant meant three to him there right but but in in one of those those fights are they're having that fight and, and Vince Vaughn says he's like he's like you are acting crazy she's like do not call me crazy he said I didn't call you crazy I just said you were acting crazy you know, and so again, the focus on the words and what we hear in that moment is is going to be key. And so, I've, I've kind of dragged this on enough, right? So, so we talked about enemy versus opponent, right? That is either on a scale, or 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 and or perhaps, um, you know, positively or negatively skewed. How about this, right? Right? You can you can deserve something, or you can earn something. In either way, it's something that that you feel kind of entitled to or it's something that you feel is, you know, air quotes, owed to you or at least coming to you, right? But whether you deserve it or whether you have earned it changes the understanding of that drastically. The same thing for this, I was there was a, another video on social media talking about you know uh, you know how men chase women, you know things of that nature, like you know older men don't like to 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 chase women. and the conversation I had with with my wife was like, like you know it wasn't necessarily a chase, it was a hunt. but again. Those words describe roughly the same thing where you're going after something, but you're going about it two different ways, right? Rather than, you know, just chasing and blindly going after something or hunting, being probably more strategic and more deliberate with your actions and what you're going to do in that, that circumstance. The one you've also heard on this podcast before is Minor understanding of Change Versus Evolution, Right. No one ever has a problem with change. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everyone has a problem with change. Like everyone hates change for change's sake. But more often than not, the stuff that we're doing isn't change, it's evolution. We're evolving our understanding. We're evolving our thought processes and, and moving forward. And then the last one I, I want to bring together, like like judgment versus critique. And my my wife and I have had this fight for years. She's like, stop judging me. I'm like, I'm not judging you. I'm merely critiquing you. She's like, it's the same thing. Like, no, it's not the same thing. Like, a critique is, hey, you're doing that wrong. And judgment is, hey, you're doing that wrong because you're a moron. You know. And and again, admittedly, sometimes my delivery leaves a lot to be desired. I will freely admit that, right? But again, I, I'm I'm not I'm not judging her for it. Other than it was bad, uh, and or could could have done better, and just wanting to have a conversation about it. So. So, you know, in those examples, like the five different pairings of words that, that I just went through, I, I think it's important for us to, to sit back and, and again, these are just simple, common things that we probably don't think about, but in a leadership sense, leadership sense, where we're trying to cultivate this feeling of leadership, right? We really have to be deliberate with our words. We really have to make sure that we're speaking with the right words or at a bare minimum, avoid speaking with the wrong words and what is our capacity to truly focus on our communication and what it means in contemporary American society. So this is absolutely huge. And then and then the the, the phrase that I wanted to, to, to bring up, and especially more and more that we communicate over a, a digital medium, you know, on a, on a daily basis, I communicate uh, people via text message, uh, via WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Instagram Messenger, Email uh three different emails that that I have, and then also uh slack and so I mean that's probably over uh, nearly a dozen uh you know different communication mechanisms that I use on a daily basis, and when we communicate this way, and you've you've heard me reference this before is it's funny you know when you watch the movie hitch um starring will Smith, you know he starts off he says. Sixty percent of all human communication uh, is nonverbals, meaning body language, then 30 percent is tone. And what he says is he's like, so 90 percent of what you're saying isn't coming out of your mouth." And then that actually roughly ties to a study that was done in UCLA by a Dr. Morabian that talks about words uh, that are meant to provoke emotion, which by and large, is, is, is what our everyday um, communication is, right? It's going to provoke some emotion on, on some level with a conversation you're having, but those numbers are a little bit skewed and, and it's actually a little bit worse. It's 55, 38, seven. So 55% is nonverbal, 38% is tone. So 7% um, are, are the, the actual words. And so that, that may be a little bit shocking to you and, and like, wow, okay, that's, those are, those are interesting numbers, but what if I were to tell you that exact same thing in a different way? Meaning this, if you are sending a text, if you are sending an email, you are only communicating at 7% capacity. Tell me that didn't just rock your world. Only 7% capacity with no tone no no body language, all that stuff. And, and you, you've heard me talk about this time and time again. If you were to go through my, my Slack messages, you're, you're to go through my, my text messages, inside every conversation I have with somebody, you will overwhelmingly find at least one, if not multiple emojis. Because the emojis, again, are supposed to convey emotions. So I'm doing what I can to add some of that aspect back, right? Whether it's a little bit of, of tone and or body language, right? Some some random mix of both of those concepts together to get me at least above that 7% mark. Maybe it only gets me to 20, 25, 30%, right? Maybe it gets me a little bit higher. I don't know. But the point is I'm trying. I'm trying to convey what I'm actually trying to convey. I'm not just throwing words at somebody because the problem with this is this example. This is one that I've been talking about. The one that I've seen multiple times over the past month is there's a phrase that you can say that at, at face value is just a sentence and that's fine. But if you put the emphasis on each different word different t- at different times, like it changes the entire dynamic of the entire sentence. Like, like absolutely crazy. Again, six words that, that we, we can say differently. So the, the phrase that I'm going to use here is, I didn't say we should kill him. And that simple phrase, those six words, I didn't say we should kill him. Depending on how we accent those words, depending on how we put the emphasis on those words, it's going to change the meaning of that sentence drastically. So here we go. And again, all I'm going to do is put a different emphasis on each word in subsequent order, or uh, I'm sorry, in in sequential order as as I'm going through this, right? So number one, I didn't say we should kill him. 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 (laughs) Did Did you hear that? I mean, like absolutely crazy. Six different ways to interpret that simple sentence that are different than if you just read it flat in an email, in a text, whatever. So much goes into this. And again, it's a simple thing. And and as as I look, I just view the world through the lens of leadership. And and when I saw that, like, oh my gosh, this is so simplistically profound that we really need to understand that. So I have to ask you, like, how deliberate are you with your words? How deliberate is your communication? What is your emotional intelligence factor where you can sit back and, and maybe reconcile for yourself? Hey, I didn't communicate to the level that I did. Or even if I said exactly what I think I said, maybe I didn't say it the way I thought I said it, because that's going to change how it's heard or in, in interpreted. And, or how about this? It just, you know, me giving you those six different ways uh, for me to say that sentence. I don't get to control how you hear that sentence right you may hear it with a different inflection and there's there's studies you know uh, you know hugely out there that just because i said something doesn't mean you heard exactly that because you're distracted or you're focusing on something different again a myriad of reasons why human communication goes awry on our daily basis right and there's there's very little we can do to stop or eliminate that from happening but what we can do is do our very best to mitigate that as much as possible because our communications are gonna shape our interactions. Our interactions are gonna shape our connections and our connections are gonna shape this byproduct of leadership that all of us true wanna be leaders out there want to focus on that and we want to just just really promote and evoke this feeling in others. And man, it is a wonderful journey. And again, I, I I say wannabe leaders out there because I am a wannabe leader, right? I, I've led hundreds, if not thousands of people uh, you know, across my my entire career. But again, I I don't consider myself a leader. I am still a student of leadership and I still love to learn and I'm still on this amazing journey. And I'm happy to have you on this journey with me. So as always, I would love to hear your thoughts. You can email me at any time, chachi at capelead.com. Hit me up, Instagram at ChachiPachesa on Facebook, uh, at Cape lead. You can leave a message for me there as well. Uh, and again, you guys can always call me or text me. My number is 602-621-0821. You know, I just want to have the conversations, right. And, uh, I just want to help make people better and I want to help fix the word or at least put my spin on it. And again, even if you disagree with me, that's a huge win too, because I'm at least getting us to think about it and whether we can be more deliberate, uh, with the amazing humans that we have the honor of leading. So, I appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time in the Lee Revolution. This is Chachi reminding you to always educate, anticipate, and dominate. We'll talk to you later, folks. Cheers.